Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This week on Viewpoints. We had to keep a lot of empty beds in anticipation of the worst, which is what we do. I mean, we prepare for the worst and hope for the best. The mental toll of being on the front lines of a year-long pandemic. Then... The average person today has over 130 online accounts. The importance of getting your affairs in order, both on paper and online. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. I am one of thousands of women with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body. I am living in the moment and taking Ibrantz, Palcocyclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive, HER2 negative MBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Be in your moment. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Patients taking Ibrantz can develop low white blood cell counts, which may cause serious infections that can lead to death. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs that can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are pregnant, breastfeeding, or plan to become pregnant. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. If your past self of two years ago had the opportunity to get a glimpse of today, what would they see? Well, they may look around and feel a bit out of the loop. Why are people wearing masks? What's a COVID-19 testing center? What is this vaccine that everyone's talking about? And why is everyone in loungewear? Well, they may not ask that last question, but they might assume that this alternate reality is just a bad nightmare. Sadly, however, It's not. Just a little over a year ago, reports of a contagious virus dominated the news cycle and slowed the hum of everyday life to a standstill. Yet while millions were hunkered down at home, essential workers kept basic amenities going. Grocery store workers packed shelves, first responders showed up to their shifts, and healthcare workers raced to the front lines to treat the sick. The list of essential people stepping up to serve goes on and on. However, it's important to note that this past year, no matter your situation, has taken a toll on everyone in one way or another. Dr. Greg Hammer vividly remembers the chaotic and stressful onset of the lockdown last March and the measures that were quickly put into place at his hospital. Hammer is a practicing pediatric intensive care physician, anesthesiologist, and a professor at the Stanford University School of Medicine. The Children's Hospital and Adult Hospital are attached to each other, and there was a fair amount of concern about 
how many patients would be admitted, what kind of precautions would be necessary, whether we would have adequate personal protective equipment. We didn't know how bad the pandemic was going to affect us and fill hospital beds, so we had to keep a lot of empty beds in anticipation of the worst, which is what we do. I mean, we prepare for the worst and hope for the best. He says that during the early months of the pandemic, it was an all-hands-on-deck mentality that prioritized urgency of care. Remote telehealth helped to fill in some of the gaps for necessary patient care and follow-up appointments, but this also had its limitations. At that time, also, elective surgeries were being canceled or postponed, I suppose would be a better word for it. And so this caused significant changes in the operating room schedule and... For a period of time, we were very slow then because a number of our cases are elective, of course, and they were canceled. We were also prohibiting non-essential workers from coming to the hospital, and that for me meant that my lab team were not allowed to come to work. So my research came to a screeching halt for many months. The abrupt pause happened in labs across the country wreaking havoc on years-long research. Hammer notes that last summer his lab was able to get back to work to an extent until the holidays hit and cases skyrocketed in California. At that point, the vaccination efforts were quite well underway and the people in my lab understood that within a month or two they would be able to get vaccinated and so they asked me if they could stay home until then because the virus seemed to be very virulent and spreading. So we were shut down for many months and then started to reopen and then had to shut down again. So that put a lot of stress on Grant and, you know, is the funding going to be extended? And it was a strange time of sort of pushing us in one direction and pulling us in a different direction. And this push and pull is ongoing. The race to vaccinate Americans is underway and making progress, yet some states are still dealing with surges of cases. Sometimes Hammer himself feels discouraged seeing the COVID death count ticking upwards, even after all these months. I remember Anthony Fauci being asked if he thought we might have as many as 100,000 deaths, and this was back in the spring, but he said there was really no way of knowing and of course, we've you know we've now exceeded five times that many deaths. So I don't think anybody could have predicted back last spring what the magnitude of the pandemic was going to be, what the caseload was going to be, what the mortality was going to be. So I think we just had no idea what was to come back at that point. Now, 13 months later, the mental exhaustion of the pandemic is clear, especially for those working in the medical field in hard-hit areas of the country. I think the pandemic has really affected medical providers in different ways depending on local factors, and that includes where the pandemic has hit the hardest. So I think, for example, around New York and other really hard-hit areas, the impact has been very profound. In our area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, somewhat less so. We just haven't had the same numbers as we're in New York, although with the surge resulting from what, you know, exposure and spread of the disease over the holidays, we too, like many other hospitals in various parts of the country, fell below the 15% availability of critical care beds, for example. And so we have been significantly affected, but not so much as some of the areas of the country. And so I think the burnout in our area related to the pandemic is much less than it is in other particularly hard-hit geographic areas. 
The conversation around the importance of mental health in the medical field has improved in recent years. Wellness-focused administrators are taking a closer look at physician burnout stemming from long hours, little breaks, hefty patient loads, and a broken support network. In response, more leaders are creating solutions-based systems that help employees feel more fulfilled and get better work-life balance. We at Stanford have a physician wellness program called WellMD, and there's a physical icon that represents our approach to physician satisfaction and professional fulfillment and physician health. And the rubric has sort of a three domains, including the culture of medicine, efficiency of practice, and personal resilience. We have to have all three of those in order to have professional fulfillment be at a high level. But with regard to the culture of medicine, the emphasis has been on the patient always coming first under any circumstances, and that is now shifting toward we providers taking care of ourselves first. So the idea of working through lunch and, you know, not taking bathroom breaks because you've got patients waiting and really sacrificing our own health in order to take care of patients is shifting a little bit, and there's more emphasis on self-care. At the beginning of the year, Medscape released a survey of more than 15,000 physicians from 29 specialties. The highest rates of burnout appeared in urology, neurology, and nephrology, with each specialty hovering at about 50%. The lowest numbers were seen in public health and preventative medicine, as well as ophthalmology, where around 30% of physicians reported burnout. Rewind back 10 years and these numbers were generally higher. Hammer highlights that at Stanford, there's been concrete changes that he believes has fed into these lower numbers. Whether it's seeing a therapist or shifting the culture in the medical school in various departments toward acceptability of asking for help, getting time off, having some accommodation made in schedules under certain circumstances, being, I think, more generous with leave related to pregnancy and the birth of a child, So I think Stanford has been on the cutting edge. We have a lot of programs in place to facilitate not only self-care, but also institutional support for people who need it. While these rates are declining in recent years, they're still high. And the ups and downs of the COVID-19 crisis and new strains of the virus have only added another layer of stress. Hammer notes that we're not quite out of the woods yet. Many Americans want to completely forget about the pandemic as soon as possible and move on, but he believes it's not so easy. If you asked a number of experts what they anticipate will happen over the next six months or even 12 months, I think there's still a lot of uncertainty. You know, are these new variants going to evolve into strains that are highly resistant to antibodies stimulated by either past infection with the initial virus or immunizations? And I think we don't know. You know, this virus has proved to be rather exceptional in terms of its ability to spread and to wreak havoc on the human population. This past year has put what's important into perspective. And for millions, that means prioritizing family, friends, and personal mental and physical health. How has the pandemic changed your view? Hammer says that he's realized how connected everyone across the world really is. We are really one global community that, in many respects, we're misguided if we think that we're, 
you know, a nation or a community isolated from other communities or nations, you know, we have much more in common than we do things that make us unique and different from one another. And I think the pandemic has highlighted that because the virus doesn't know any boundaries, you know, especially since travel is so relatively easy from one country to another and so on. We're really all connected. And I think that in combination with the value we've come to embrace in connecting with each other. So even though we may not be physically connected with our family and loved ones, we've learned that we can be virtually connected with them. To find out more about this topic, links to mental health resources, and our guest, Dr. Greg Hammer, visit viewpointsradio.org. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zoveri. I'm Gary Price. Coming up, around 60% of Americans don't have a written will. What are the consequences when Viewpoints returns? Saving for taxes is hard for many business owners, perhaps especially independent contractors, artists, and entrepreneurs. Some business owners simply can't stop themselves from spending all the money as it comes in, then incurring more and more unsecured debt to pay their taxes and other obligations. Those businesses are sinking, even if they don't know it yet. But Help for Debtors is available now. Business Debtors Anonymous is a 12-step recovery program with meetings every day, where members support one another as they stop incurring new unsecured debt. At meetings, recovering members share how their lives have been transformed. Their stories will be reassuringly similar to your own. This 12-step program offers hope, clarity, and serenity, along with immediately usable tools to support better management of your personal and business finances. Find more information and request free program literature at helpfordebtors.org. That's helpfordebtors.org. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, so I've been taking Garlic, and it works. I take Garlic every day to help maintain healthy cholesterol. No garlic breath. And Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency, so you know it works. Take charge of your cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Death may be a morbid topic of discussion, but it is an eventual certainty for each and every person. You may not know exactly when or how death will come, but that's all the more reason why it's essential to get your affairs in order, no matter how old you are. Abby Schneiderman sees the consequences of not planning ahead firsthand. She works in the field of life and estate planning and is all too familiar with the mess that's created when a person dies and there are no set directives in place. Schneiderman is the co-CEO of Ever Plans and the co-author of the book In Case You Get Hit by a Bus, 
how to organize your life now for when you're not around later. We hear stories all the time from people who were left to deal with the fact that their spouse had made no plan or they had made plans, they had a life insurance policy, but had never told their spouse about it, that they didn't do a will. And, you know, now the family is left searching and searching and searching for one just to find out that there was never one in the first place. When you don't plan, you leave a lot to chance. You leave a huge amount of stress and anxiety and decision-making for the people who are left behind and potentially a lot of fighting. And it creates just an unnecessary burden that doesn't need to be there. It's estimated that in the U.S., around 60% of people do not have a will in place, according to the American Association of Retired Persons, or AARP. This lack of direction can create a months or years-long mess for family members to sift through, sometimes leading to bitter court battles and permanent rifts. It really is important to sit down way ahead of time, think through all of the different aspects of your life, that would need to get communicated to somebody else in the event of an emergency. What are your wishes? You know, what are your healthcare wishes? If something happens to you, who should be making decisions on your behalf? What kinds of decisions do you need made? Make sure that people know those decisions ahead of time and all sorts of other decisions that we help you think through in this book so that in the event of an emergency, your family is not left thinking what you might have wanted. They know what you would have wanted. It's never too early to put a medical directive and will in place. Schneiderman notes that if this past year has taught people anything, it's that life is full of the unexpected and can take a sudden turn at any moment. The whole world was sort of hit by a bus in the form of a pandemic. And everybody, you know, knows now that we just don't know what's going to happen next. And it's really, really important that you plan ahead so that in the event that something does happen, in the event that the family needs access to critical information, even practical information, that they have access to it. A will is a legal document that lays out the individual or people your assets will be distributed to after your death. This can include any property, cars, mementos, and more. It's also critical to have your medical wishes made clear ahead of time in the event that you're incapacitated and can't communicate. Should you be resuscitated? Do you want to be on life support for an extended time? These are important questions that are difficult to think about, but necessary. In addition, it's helpful to create an easy-to-access list of the people that should be contacted in the event of an emergency. We get you thinking about things like who are the important people in your life. Are there any specific people that would need to be contacted in the event of an emergency? Healthcare providers, people at your office, neighbors, friends, who are those people in your life? And just make sure there's a list of that somewhere. Beyond the traditional preparation of a will or medical directive, it's important to also think about your digital footprint. Who would be in charge of getting into your social media accounts? Should they be deleted within a certain time frame? If you're somebody who has an account, whether it's hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or tens of dollars, just make sure your family or somebody in your life knows what you would want to have done with that account in the event that something happens to you. The average person today has over 130 online accounts. 
that includes everything, you know, all their different online accounts. And it's supposed to go up to 200, I believe, this year. And so if you think about that, yes, social media accounts, you have to just think about all the different types of accounts that you have. And each one of those, by the way, requires either an email, you know, a username or password. And first of all, make sure that you're keeping track of those accounts somewhere safe. We highly recommend using a password manager. Our favorites are companies like Dashlane or LastPass. I use both of those personally. But when we say digital assets, we're talking about everything, including hardware and software. And this includes your phone, computer, or tablet, as well as everything else online or in the cloud. It can be overwhelming to go through the many accounts and passwords we amass online. But it's better to spend the time now so that your loved ones have all of the info they need and a clear set of instructions in front of them to carry out your final wishes. Does your partner or a close family member have the passcode to your phone? Or the login for your email and bank accounts? We're trying to get people thinking about what are the practical things that are in your own head or that you're the one who deals with in your household that if God forbid something were to happen to you, that your family would be, you know, in a bind without knowing. And so we get you thinking about things like passwords. What are the important passwords to services in your life that somebody needs to know about? Do you have a phone that has an unlock code? What's the unlock code to the phone? What's the unlock code to the computer? Just little things like that that can have huge impact. Next is what are your top financial accounts? Do you have a primary checking account, a primary savings account that somebody, just somebody, needs to know that you have? Lastly, Schneiderman says to also think about how you would like to be remembered. This can include your final wishes, like the funeral, as well as the little things that you would like to leave behind for loved ones, such as personal tokens or the small joys you yourself enjoyed in life. We help you think through things like how to personalize your plan. How do you Think about things like recipes that you want to make sure get passed down from generation to generation or songs that are important to you or videos or photos that you want to make sure your family has access to. People spend a lifetime building assets, interests, and a life online. As important as building it is managing it. Get your affairs in order so there's no question as to what you may have wanted. To learn more about this topic and our guest, Abby Schneiderman, head to viewpointsradio.org. You can also find links and resources on how to prepare a will or medical directive on our site. Also check out Schneiderman's book, In Case You Get Hit by a Bus, How to Organize Your Life Now for When You're Not Around Later, online and in bookstores. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Viewpoints returns in just a moment. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free. And you'll be supporting those that need help. 
Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Welcome to Culture Crash, where we examine what's new and old in entertainment. After seeing their song Bang explode in 2020, reaching the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, the band AJR has released its latest album called OK Orchestra. AJR is famous for its intricate electronic production, almost meta lyrics, and endless energy, An OK Orchestra has all of that in spades. Still, the production remains the standout feature of the band's music, with layers upon layers of samples, instrumentation, vocalization, and sounds that are completely unique to the band's discography. Several of the songs on the album, such as World's Smallest Violin and Adventure is Out There, almost sound like tunes Pixar would use to score a film, mixing trumpets, pianos, and a modern electronic vibe. Like they have on albums past, AJR couples their catchy, upbeat tracks with sincere, stream-of-consciousness-type lyrics. They sing about struggling to handle the canceled plans that have come with the COVID-19 pandemic, wanting to explore the world, wishing an old buddy from high school would respond to a text, and other so-called first-world problems. And that may turn some people off. I find it somewhat refreshing, though, to hear artists just being honest with what's on their minds and making an effort to connect with their audience. Additionally, lyrics on songs like Way Less Sad and Christmas in June which are about struggling with feeling optimistic and happy in a chaotic world and worrying about missing family milestones, respectively, do strike an emotionally honest note that I find in very few other artists' music. My early favorite track on the album is Ordinary-ish People, which features the Blue Man group of all guests and hits with as much drum solo as you may expect on such a song. Overall, AJR couples its top-notch production with enough energy and effort to make OK Orchestra a very fun listen, and something I will definitely be throwing on in the car this summer. I'm Evan Rook. I'm one of thousands of women with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC. Which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body. I'm living in the moment and taking Ibrant's Pablocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative MBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Be in your moment. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Patients taking Ibrant's can develop low white blood cell counts, which may cause serious infections that can lead to death. 
Ibrands may cause severe inflammation of the lungs that can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are pregnant, breastfeeding, or plan to become pregnant. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Viewpoints is a production of MediaTrax Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows. And find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.